Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in this corner, Eddie Gagnon! And in the opposite corner, Kristen Gagnon! <laughs> this is What's Special About Special. Uh, I wanted to say that. Well, hello there. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> Eddie, I don't want to be here all night. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name's Eddie Gagnon. <laughs> that was perfect. Kristen. Your voice. Hi, listeners. Welcome to the show. We have a great guest with a really cool resource today. Robin Weirly of adapts.org. This equipment is being used within the special needs community and beyond. Fun fact, when we went to the Boston Abilities Expo, I got caught up at their booth by how practical their equipment is. It's something that I would really like to see everywhere. Adapts.org is even offering all of our listeners 15% off with our special promo code. So check them out and enter SAS15 for 15% off. And don't forget to check us out on all of our social media and give us a follow to let us know that you're listening. Enjoy the show. So today we'd like to welcome to our show, Robin Worley, who is the founder of adapts.org. Welcome, Robin. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. We're Absolutely. super excited. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Robin, we'll jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about adapts.org. I know we found you at the Boston Abilities Expo, um, and we're really excited to see just something different out there and and an organization thinking about our community in a different way outside the box. Um, right. And in, in, in a way that's financially feasible for the person. Um, so that was and for an organization or for a corporation. So that was really exciting. So tell us a little bit about before we get really into adapts and what adapts is. Tell us a little bit about you and yourself. Um and how you're connected to the special needs community. Okay, so um, I live in San Francisco. I'm a retired flight attendant. And um, after I left the airlines, I went back to school to become a physician assistant. And um, I did that for about 12 years, and then I moved over to the pharma industry. Um, So all said and done, after 30 years in professional business, I retired and uh, from everything and then started this business. Um, And it came about because I have a frequent flyer friend, um, John Morris, who blogs under wheelchairtravel.org. He called me up one day and said, um, you know, I want to pick your brain. Um, He uses a uh, power chair. He's a triple amputee. And he said, if there's an emergency evacuation on the airplane, how am I going to get out? And I basically said, well, how do you think you're getting out? And he said, I think I'm going to have to rely on the kindness of strangers or I'm going to have to army crawl out of the plane. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just got me thinking. And um, I sort of felt like uh, Richard Dreyfuss in Close Encounters, you know, where I was obsessed like all night long, tossing and turning, thinking about him and people like him getting out of a plane in an emergency evacuation because, you know, the airlines really don't have a plan for those people. No. Yeah. I mean, I think we've seen that even ourselves, that that just kind of like isn't even a thought. Everything's going to be fine. So you won't have to worry about about it. it. Yeah. Able, able people don't think about how they're getting out of a plane in an emergency. Or they don't want to think about it. Exactly. And so, you know, it's also true for people with disabilities. And anyway, um, in the morning I, I, I woke up and felt like I was hit by a thunderbolt and got my yoga mat out and some rope and fashioned the first prototype of the daps. And then it was kind of off and running from there. We did a Kickstarter campaign and, um, which was a nail biter. We funded our goal by $19. 
wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I know and, how hard uh, it is to do a like a fun a crowdfunding type campaign. It's not an easy feat. Oh, it's not. Oh my gosh, it was so scary. It, it literally nail biting. I mean, I was at my friend's house and we were just watching, you know, on the on the uh, website, and all of a sudden at like the twelfth hour, you know, someone came on and bought one that put us right over the edge, and oh, I was so grateful. Um, and it's just sort of been that kind of a story ever since. Every every roadblock has sort of been, you know, scary, but we overcame it, you know. And um, yeah. can't remember who put us in touch with the Abilities Expo people, but that has been phenomenal because that's our target audience, yeah. you know, people who use wheelchairs. And I sort of look at, it, at manning the booth and talking to people as, you know, that's sort of my marketing plan, mm-hmm. you know, is building awareness that way. And it's gone now from being, uh, you know, an emergency evacuation plan on an airplane to an emergency evacuation plan anywhere. Um, but it's also turned into kind of the emergency evacuation slang that you could also use every day. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to, you mentioned going to, you know, your son's grandparents to the pool. And if there's no, uh, you know, hoist to get someone in and out of the pool, you could use it for that. Or, or how many times do you go to hotels and the hoist isn't working at the hotel? Yeah. Um, But, but our, basically our customers have become our source of research and development. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, they're the ones using it. So listening to what their needs are. They come back all the time at the booth and say, oh my gosh, we bought this last year and this happened and it came in handy for, you know, to use, use it for that. And one lady said that um, they didn't buy it. She went home. This is in Chicago. She went home and her next door neighbor collapsed. And the first thing they said was, oh, my God, if only we'd had that, you know, slang. So, yeah, I hear stories like that all the time. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about ADAPTS, what what it is exactly. What is the what is ADAPTS? So it's a portable transfer sling and it looks kind of like a um, soft stretcher or, you know, a hammock, if you will. It Mm -hmm. kind of cradles the person um, in the um, it's a one size fits all um, apparatus, but it sort of cradles them and the handles act as a way to kind of engulf them in the sling to hold them in place. So um, it's been tested to hold up to 450 pounds um, in the last laboratory and it's got six handles so if you actually have someone that heavy then you can disperse the weight you yeah. know with the six handles that go all the way around so it's not but, a difficult thing to utilize because you have the weight distributed no matter who's in it and right. you can have multiple so, you can decide two people three people four people helping carry yeah and if you need head support then you can use all three handles up at the top and it, it creates a little sort of pocket for the head to lie in you know it's a great idea and, um, one of our biggest questions in the booth is how much weight will it hold? And, you know, it, it's tested to hold 450 pounds, but obviously if you have someone that heavy, you're going to have to have probably six people right. um, that. You know, doing the lifting. Um, and so because it's designed to be used at, for times when a hoist isn't available or there's no time to put a hoist together, um, like, for example, on an airplane, you can't put a hoist together to right. get someone out, you know. Um, you know, it's a manual lifting sling. So it really, the people who are doing the lifting have to be able to lift, you know, yeah, right. that weight. But in an emergency, I can imagine it's just who's right. willing to jump on board and help. And in that situation, it must be less daunting when you're like, I have this thing, I just need help. Can someone, it, I can't yeah. imagine people wouldn't just jump in and be like, I'm here to help. Oh, absolutely. Or like, imagine if you're at a hotel and the elevators are out and you need to get someone down the stairs. We actually have a drawing and pictures of John Morris. We have a video too, going down the stairs, two guys, you know, carrying him down using the slang. Um, we use that in our marketing, but, um, but I mean, so you knock on the door of the person yep. across the hall or next door and say, hey, grab a handle and, you know, help us get out. Yeah. Um, and it's not taking somebody that needs to know about anything right. other than that. I can do this. Yes, so exactly. Yeah. Yes. yeah. If anybody can do it, as long as they have the strength to, you know, lift the person. Um, so, 
yeah, I mean, it's, that's basically, um, it's really simple and, and that's by design, you know, the other part of the design is it folds up into itself to create like a little tote that you could put in the bottom of a backpack or, um, you could roll it up and put it in a, um, a purse or a computer bag and, you know, you could roll it up and put it behind you like a lumbar pillow. So, well, I think that's uh-huh. super important too, because like in, yeah. I know like for other wheelchair users that we know they're like, and even for us with Eddie, like we're already carrying a bunch of supplies yeah. Yeah. and we're trying to be as discreet as possible for his independence. And, um, so something that can be like, a, that looks like a tote or can just slide underneath or behind you just is discreet enough. So you still have your, you know, I guess the independence is the best word to use, yeah. but you know, the, your modesty, you're not just being like, Oh, I have to carry this thing around with me because someone's going to have to carry me. It's not something you should be shamed. It's just like, Oh, I have this thing in case of an emergency and it looks like a tote bag and it's just underneath my chair. Right. And there are people who, um, like, I think there are a lot of paraplegics that are pretty adept at, you know, in themselves around, they could easily, you know, get onto it if they needed to at the last minute, you Mm know, um, if someone is, uh, you know, needs more help than that, that, um, isn't as adept at moving around, then they can put it on their wheelchair at home and go off and do whatever it is they want to do. And if there's a time they need to make a transfer for, let's say, for example, they go to Disneyland or something, um, then you just use it to get in and out of the rides all day long. Oh, what a great idea. I mean, we were thinking that when we went to Disney world, like Eddie, so many times they say, can you transfer? And I think, what if you can't? Like, do you just not get yeah. to go on that ride? Like, it, you who's helping you? Like, we, I mean, luckily, Eddie can just pop right out of his wheelchair and jump on the ride in the wheelchairs just to help him from getting fatigued. But there's so many instances where I'm sure, you know, if someone who is elderly who can't just transfer themselves or, you know, right. we have friends whose children are just larger now and they can't carry them yeah. anymore and then lift them. You know, as you talk about what adapts is, I'm like, my brain is just running on all the yeah. different ways. Even I know someone that could use it in a whole different way. You know, my, like, you know, you have someone who's got Alzheimer's and their, their body's just starting to kind of shut down a little bit, like having to lift them or carry them or, or transfer them from, you know, just moving from laying in the bed to up and getting dressed in the day. Anything that can just help you transfer somebody is getting into the car. Oh yeah. I don't know if you saw when you looked on our website, but we have a a picture of a gentleman. Um, His daughter sent us the picture because she bought it for him just so that it gives him a little boost to get up and out of the, um, out of his lazy boy chair, you know, the, the recliner, you know, he just needs that extra little to get, up out of the recliner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. And the Amy Delgado, the woman I mentioned about um, abilities uh, hacker, um, she found us at the Chicago Expo and um, wanted to know about school safety. Um, you know, and now that the fall is coming, hopefully kids will be back in school. But um, she wanted to highlight the fact that schools need a safety, you know, evacuation plan for kids in wheelchairs. And Right now, a lot of schools, if there's more than one level, they they use evacue chairs, which are like wheelchairs that go downstairs. But those are super expensive and take a lot of time to put together. And well, I can imagine too, if you have more than one child in the school, that's exactly what are you doing? You wait for them to go back upstairs. What if this is like a true emergency and you don't have a lot of time? You're like waiting for it to go back up for that child. (laughs) Yeah, it's like Sophie's choice: who gets to go in the wheelchair and go down first, and then once it's down there. Somebody's got to bring bring it back back up up to get the rest of the kids. So for the cost of one of those kind of wheelchairs, like 10 kids could have their own sling with them at all times while they're at school. That's theirs. And it's just, yeah, yeah, that seems. she, She sort of brought to light for me another market I hadn't really thought about. You know, yeah, um, and so it's just it's just amazing how the community, I, I call it adapts, but it's kind of adapted. Yeah, you know, various needs in the community, kind of on its own. You know, well, I think it's a community that's not had a choice, like you said. I mean, like Amy Delgado's job is to, or she's doing this to figure out ways to hack things. Every a lot of people in this community are doing that because it's it's life yeah. for them. Like they're adapting to the world around them, not the other way around. Right. So they're just having to find ways to make things work so that they can get around 
and be independent and, and live life that way. So something like this is just seems like such a no brainer that I don't know how someone didn't think of it sooner. (laughs) You're like, what? I've said that myself too. Here's what's really interesting about the airline industry. Um, So the last study on how to evacuate people with disabilities was conducted in 1977 at um, uh-huh. by the FAA at at CAMI, which is the um, I, I think the acronym is Civil Aeronautics Medical Institute in Oklahoma City. Anyway, they got people together with various disabilities and um, tried to determine how fast they could evacuate in an airplane. Um, and this airplane was a Boeing seven twenty seven that is not even in service anymore. Of course, nineteen seventy seven <laughs> is more than forty years ago, and um, and. And the configuration back in 1977 on airplanes was similar to what our first class looks like yeah, now. Yeah, much more since space. They crammed way more, you know, people into planes, and the rows are narrower. And um, you know, the, the if someone's sitting on the aisle, the people in the middle seat and the window seat aren't able to get out until that person is moved. You know, so it's very different inside a cabin. But those. Studies haven't been updated since then. Yeah, so they're not interested the same that they should be in kind of thinking about the community and and how. Well, and right now the plan is what they call grab and go, where someone, um, presumably a crew member, grabs um, the person under the arms and the other person grabs them under the knees and, you know, they lift them into the aisle and run to the exit with them, and which is all fine and good if the person has legs mm-hmm. or if they don't have some sort of, um, you know, neurological disease that prevents them from providing uh, resistance when they're lifted under the yeah. arms, yeah. you know, um, or uh, I mean, there's just a bur- just, what if they brittle bone disease. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. honestly, going to injure them. Just the like the how it would make you feel on the inside to just for someone to go, I'm just going to pick you up, like throw you over my shoulder and we're going to go like, right. yeah. you know, it shouldn't be where you feel that you're just like a child being taken care of. You know, this should be something that you feel independent. You're bringing this to them. Hey, I have this thing, you know, every plane should just have it for the cost that it is. It's just no reason why they shouldn't just have this on every airplane. Right. Every- well, my dream is that the airlines would have them in all of the safety kits on the airplanes. And there's one safety kit for every 50 seats up to four. So the bigger airplanes, you know, like an Airbus 350 would just have four period, you know, but the smaller, smallest jet would have at least one. Yeah. And, um, but someone could be injured in an evac in a, in a crash or in a, in a, um, emergency landing. And, you know, they wouldn't even necessarily have to be a person who was a person with a disability. They could be someone that's, you know, injured in the airplane or even a crew member. And so the flight attendants could run to it, grab it, you know, get the person on it, get them out of the plane. Now, do you see a lot of pushback with that? Like with some, with, with, you know, organizations or whatever pushing back saying, well, you know, there's not that many emergencies on an airplane for this to be justified or something like that, where you have to then say, well, there's so many other opportunities to utilize this in a safety way that's only benefiting them, really. Right. Well, we don't get pushback that overtly. Um, <laughs> Never. <right. laughs> you know, and, and it's also really difficult to get to the right people, you know, who make the decisions about these kinds of things. So um, a big part of, um, well, like getting together with the people at All Wheels Up is trying to lobby the government um, and, um, you know, raise awareness with the FAA and, uh, you know, Department of Transportation and, um, you know, various other entities that, um, number one, we need to update the 1977 study For now sure. that there's actually a device. So, so let's do a study and a test and see how much safer and how much quicker it is to get people out of the airplane um, than just grab and go. Yeah. And know? we know so much more now. I feel like it doesn't even make sense right. not to. Right. Up, I mean, stuff like that should just always be relooked at, considering how quick technology changes how quick right you know how much we learn with science everything just should be updated just to see where we're at well, and check ourselves even, yeah even um even uh i forgot to say about the 
Oh, well, um, we do have one story where someone actually used um, ADAPS in an emergency evacuation on an airplane. Oh, that's great. Um, I mean, not great, but great. Yeah. Well, yeah, it turned out good. Um, The uh, LA Expo, um, the first one that we exhibited at, um, a woman bought um, ADAPS for her and her teenage son, um, who I think had CP. She and her husband and the son were traveling from Toronto to Washington, D.C., and they had an emergency landing um, for smoke in the cabin and did an evacuation on the tarmac. And um, she and her husband used it to get her son out and down the slide. And then they gave it to the flight attendant and told them there's an elderly lady inside, you know, to, you know, go back and get her out. So they did. And that, that basically simulated um, the two ways that adapts would be used, at least on an airplane. One is if the passenger had their own with them and used it the way they did. And two is if the flight attendant were to run to the safety kit, grab it out of the safety kit and use it to help somebody get out. Now, just out of curiosity, like if somebody, I mean, I think a lot of this is assumption of like people have, you know, maybe they have it with them. They put it on the seat before they sit down, things like that. But what if it is an emergency? You're not planning on using it. Something comes up. Is it easy to transfer someone who maybe doesn't have the same physical ability to kind of like, you know, roll themselves or whatever or get on to it? What, what, you know, how simple or easy is it for somebody to transfer themselves onto the adapts? Yeah. So, you know, you know about the log roll, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're going to change a seat under someone, you log roll them. Same thing. If, if, if they're sitting in a seat on an airplane and you need to get it under them, then you, they just sort of log roll over, tuck it under, log roll back, pull it through and then grab them and, and um, grab the handles and lift them into the aisle and, and, and off you go to the exit. I mean, that sounds like seconds in, you know, in an emergency considering what it could take to try to do a you know get your wheelchair out and then or have that. you can't even get that right. out in an emergency yeah. and this is what people often don't think about is their wheelchairs checked in cargo right so um and even, even some airplanes have um onboard uh collapsible wheelchairs that right. they use like on a long flight to get someone to the lavatory or whatever but you can't put that together in an emergency number one and number two you can't send something bulky and sharp down an inflatable slide right um so it it, that's one reason why adapts was designed with no buckles or you know um uh anything sharp that might you know poke a hole in the slide and it had to be something really simple that you could pretty much intuitively know you just grab a handle and go I think you coming from really multiple sides of the community, coming as a flight attendant, being in the medical community, really just seeing it all is probably what made you prep to be a perfect person to kind of create something like this because you really can see the need. You're not having to jump through any hoops. You see the needs. You know what will work, what won't work. In all of those things, I think that really kind of puts you in the best position possible. Well, I and I think that's all my experience is sort of dovetailed into this one, you know, uh, moment where I can I can um, pull on that experience and that knowledge, um, whereas some of the other uh, devices out there, uh, the people who design them don't understand necessarily why their device wouldn't be able to be used in an evacuation or um, uh, their, you know, other similar uh, ideas that um, just take too much time to put together or they're too complicated to explain how to use or whatever. Um, yeah. Or they're made out of webbing and you don't want to be sitting on webbing for a no. long flight. No. You, know? yeah, you want to um, be comfortable at the same time. Right, exactly. Yeah, it comes with the same idea of that. You just want that independence and that sense of self. You don't right. want to feel like you're in a situation that isn't just a comfortable situation for you. Right. We do get a lot of questions, too, about, like, why is it made in yellow? And the reason is because emergency equipment on the airplane is yellow. The oxygen masks are yellow. The life rafts are yellow. The life vests are yellow. Um, and it's kind of the universal color of distress. You yeah. Know? So now have um, you considered and- doing other colors for people that are using this in a non-emergent situation? So people that are using it as transfer? Yeah. 
things like that? Yeah, well, I mean, we'd be happy to do that. The thing is, is um, we have it's expensive to do in small lots. So, yep. um, right. if if there were a company like, let's say, an airline wanted to buy them for you know, the whole air, airline and let's say their colors were, you know, blue and red. <laughs> um, sure. We'll make them all blue and all red and put their branding on them. You know, if that's, if that's what they want. Yeah. Um, but one off orders, it's just really expensive to do um, multiple colors until we get enough of a following, you know, yeah, until you grow it. Well, I right. can't imagine it's only a matter of time because it just seems like such a need. I can't see how it would change. Well, the other point the I want to make about the yellow color is in low light um, circumstances where you have smoke in the cabin and, and, you know, you want to be seen, you know, you want to be, you want it to be obvious that this is a person who needs help and, you know. Oh, that's such a good point. I don't think you, yeah. you don't think of that, you know, especially, and if you're using it, like you said, if, if someone's got to be transferred onto it or off it, you want to be able to see it clearly in an right. emergency situation so that, you know you're not having any difficulties with it and the person's not having any difficult. No one's having difficulties with it. It's just you're on and off of it easily. Right. I guess you know, the idea would be, I would assume is be as quick as possible. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, it's just um, when time is of the essence um, and when it's not, you can use it to see the world, you know, take it to a, a hotel room or, uh, like I mentioned, the um, amusement parks yeah. or um, you go to a friend's house, it's not accessible and you need to get up the stairs. They have, you know, a handful of stairs getting into the house or or maybe they have a pool and don't have a hoist. Yeah. You know? So uh, who are you selling these to primarily? Is it right now? Is it mainly individuals, organizations, corporations? Like who is who's your main demographic right now? Um, well, right now, originally it was the airlines, but um, when we realized how difficult it is to get to the right people and the decision makers, um, we decided, well, let's take it to the community and build awareness. So our main market is, um, you know, the, the attendees uh, for the abilities expos. Awesome. And, um, so originally I thought it was going to be wheelchair users who are, you know, travelers and, you know, maybe sports teams that are going to the Paralympic Games, you know, those those kinds of people. But what I found out after I got to the Abilities Expo is probably my biggest market are the um, people with um, CP. Um, yes. You know, the families, uh, I mean, they just look at it and say, oh, my gosh, this is, a, like you said, a no brainer. And, you know, the kids are getting bigger and, and heavier for the um, parents, one parent to handle. And yep. um, as they grow, they need something where, you know, both people can help. So so my market has kind of morphed into more that kind of demographic than necessarily the um uh, paraplegic um, yeah. market. Well, hopefully, the more individuals, it's you know, it's kind of like the, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg. But like the more individuals that are purchasing this, it's almost like, why wouldn't they just like? I think it'll get hopefully get to a point where then it's like, oh, well, we need to have this on our airplane. We need to have this in our doctor's office. We need to have this at the you know, just everywhere. So yeah. that I mean. I'm even thinking like nursing homes, like how many times are oh, nursing yeah. home aides having to lift somebody and transfer somebody? It's not even healthy for their employees and safe for their employees. I'm thinking about COVID and there's like so many less employees working right now and they're in a tough situation. Having something like this, it's going it, to, it's just act also lifting a burden off of people, uh, caretakers as well. Right. Well, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but um, one of the hurricanes a couple years ago, there was a nursing home right across the street. This is in Miami, I think, right across the street from a hospital. And people died in that nursing home because they couldn't get, get them, them across, the street. across the street to the hospital. And, you know, a lot of uh, like a, a, um, some of the um, neighborhood emergency response teams will teach um roll up a blanket and and put the person on the blanket and then grab the edges of the blanket to carry them but have you ever tried doing that seems that extremely dangerous really hard. <laughs> yeah your fingers like can barely you know hold on to the role that you've created yeah. so um yeah it, it's i i wish that my company had been further along at that time it would have been great to donate to you know, yeah. places like that to help with their evacuation. I'd love to get it into FEMA, you know, um, or the Red Cross or somebody that can. Right. 
for for those times when they have you know getting people to shelters you know um we have wildfires in california and earthquakes you know if there's rubble outside you're not going to be able to take a wheelchair yeah um, but if you get people to a shelter and the shelters aren't equipped necessarily to handle assess you know have accessible accommodations um then you know having something like this to help get people yeah moving around yeah and and you know again i mean like you can't imagine being in a situation like that you're already losing a lot you're already scared you're already in a difficult situation and you know some of these people probably maybe don't have a caretaker with them and they're alone and you know to know that like oh okay you know fema's thinking about me or the red cross is thinking about me or whoever you know that you've that they have this item it's like oh okay i'm not just a you know I'm not just collateral damage here in this situation. I'm part of the situation and they're looking to help all of us. Right. We had, um, here's one for the, for the highway patrol people out there. California highway patrol came up to us, our very first abilities expo and said, Oh my gosh, we need these. You know, if we can just put these in the trunk of every patrol car, um, when they get a nine one one call because someone's fallen at home, yes. yep. they, have to, they have to send two patrol cars out so that yeah. there are four people to help get them up off the floor or wait for an um, EMT or something like right. that. Yeah. Well, so if they, if they had a dance, in the patrol car they'd only have to send one patrol car and the other one could be out you know yep doing what they normally do and and um and you know it would only take two people to get them up off the floor so really we're also saving taxpayer money which everybody likes to do (laughs) right well and with the disclaimer that they haven't you know gotten some sort of c-spine injury or something yeah yeah but yeah, but, but so many, I feel like so many calls or responses to just a fall, just somebody who fell and can't get back up right? and just need help. And they're calling because they don't have anyone to help them up. And um, I mean, we've experienced that in our own family <laughs> that, yeah. you know, so, you know, we, we, someone's got to be able to go get them. And, you know, I know like around here, if you're in an independent living situation, they're not allowed to touch you. They're not allowed to go up there. They're not allowed to anything. So, wow. you know. They can't help you off the floor. <laughs> like So, you know, if there's situations like this, it just seems like it's crazy to me that everyone wouldn't just have this available and be out there. Yeah. So we need to help get the word out because this is that's that's yeah, that's the role of today is needed. to keep uh, keep projecting <laughs> that out for you guys. Keep uh, hopefully sales going up because it is it's an amazing product that really helps with independence. You, you do have it's a form of confidence. Um, and, you know, we're learning like confidence is huge for people in the disability community because um, it's hard to obtain that a yeah. lot of times. And then that independence builds that confidence. And having that is is tremendous so you guys are providing like a great service here which is awesome so i want to shift a little bit because i actually have some questions i uh did a little research and watched some of your videos but i heard you mention like briefly in one of them that you have a packing plant in upstate new york that employs individuals in the special needs and disabilities community right how did you get involved in that i think that's awesome you're like doing two things at once here That was another um, networking opportunity from the Abilities Expo. It was the New Jersey Abilities Expo, and a woman who worked at Pine Ridge Industries, she's in charge of business development, came up to me and said, we, we want to, you know, get your contract and we want to be able to do your fulfillment. And um, so I went out to visit them. It was actually, it was before the Boston Expo. I, I figured, well, I'll, I'll stop and see uh, it was in Schenectady, Schenectady, New York on the way to Boston. And um, so took a tour of the facilities and I was really impressed. Yeah. They, they employ people from the disability community. Um, they are not a sub minimum wage employer, so they pay them them, you know, minimum wage and they bid the contract um, that way. And, um, and basically they take delivery of the slings and they're made from the factory. Our factory is in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and um, they ship them to Pine Ridge Industries in Schenectady. And then they do all the QA and they do the folding 
and um, then they do the packing and they do the inventory. And then when they get when we get an order, they get the order and they um, pack it and ship it out. So they're pretty much other than other than the manufacturing of it. They're pretty much doing it all there. Yeah, they they um, yeah, they do all the they call it picking and packing, picking and fulfilling. Nice. So, nice. So how many is, is it? Do they? I'm assuming they do that with other um, companies, other businesses as well. It's right. not just adapts. No, they have several other companies. Um, they have one. Um, I oh gosh, I wish I remember the name of it, but it's a woman that uses an envi- use, has an environmentally friendly um, diaper for babies. You know, nice. um, and she's probably their biggest um, company that's in there, been in there for a number of years. And the rest are all small businesses like mine. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome yeah. that there's an opportunity. Yeah, like a maple syrup company and, you know, other things like <laughs> that. It's favorite. not just, you know, it, they happen to be people that employ people in the disability community. And mine happens to be a product used by the disability community. Yeah. But all the products there are not. Mine may, mine may even be the only one that is actually used by the disability community. You're probably I mean, their favorite, then. <laughs> What? You're probably their favorite. Yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> I think that's really awesome. I think it's awesome to like, you know, you're 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 helping double duty there without even realizing it. I mean, it's difficult, I think, when someone's in the disability community to you know, to be get employed or be employed just with stigmas, with anything that's going on and and wage pay is another huge, you know, conversation we've had a lot. Um, right. And I think that th- the fact that there's industries out there that are willing to just be like, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And the fact that you can kind of do that and help the community this way, too. It, you're really making a, you know, a double difference there. You call it a twofer. So, yeah. a twofer. <laughs> our factory is in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they have been, um, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, moved over now to making PPE for healthcare providers. Um, so they've been working round the clock, 10, 12 hour days, um, getting caught up with PPE. Um, so, but they've managed to squeeze in little um, blocks of orders um, uh, for, you know, refilling our inventory for adapts so we can stay ahead of you know, the orders uh, as they come in. Yeah, I know it's tough. But I think everybody is in a position where they just understand that if they order something, it's we're going to get it when we get it. Yeah. We kind of right. lost the whole, I need it from Amazon tomorrow kind of attitude. And we understand yeah. that like everything's being fulfilled we'll when it, it when can get through. fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. People. I think this is the time for people to be very forgiving about that kind of thing. Yeah. I agree. There's nothing we can do about it really. Um, so I also noticed you have some really, you know, separate from what I feel like other um, corporations or businesses or companies do is you have this resource that people can purchase and use, but you seem to have a lot of great resources on your website for anyone looking to use or purchase one of them. Um, I'm, I was pretty impressed with seeing how easily, you know, like, okay, so you have one now, what can I use it for? How can I use it? You have all these great videos and resources on your site. Um, I, you know, I guess this isn't really a question, but I was just really, I'm impressed by that. And I also see that it seems to, if I was somebody that was like on the fence about purchasing something like this, maybe from being apprehensive to thinking this might be difficult to use, you're not really seeing it in use. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, in the mainstream, like I'm not out somewhere and see someone using it as often at the moment. Um, seems like a great way to help ease any apprehension in that way. Right. Well, the videos came out on, on, that we've put up on our YouTube um, channel. The videos came out as a result of people coming up to us at the booth and saying, well, how do I fold it back up again? Oh, my gosh. That's like our number one. I bet. <laughs> it's like a map. <laughs> video. It's really simple to fold back up, but it's not intuitive. So we did a video. And same thing with, well, how do I get it under the person if they're already sitting in their wheelchair or sitting in an airline seat or whatever so we found three different ways to do that there may be more if if there are more we love to hear from people but um 
three different ways to do that, and they'll all depend on the person's disability, you know, how much upper body strength they have and so forth. So we did um, we did three videos of that. We did videos of what it looks like to get someone up off the floor or how do you get it under them when they're lying on the floor or um you know, just it's it's come through questions yeah. that people have had. And, you know, we'll have a conversation with someone in the booth and then we'll go, well, let's make a video, you know. <laughs> well, I think that's great. I mean, there's so many times where you hear companies be like, oh, oh, that's a good question. I'll answer it. And then that kind of goes by there and, and not thinking outside the box. And there are probably a lot of other people with that same question. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a type yeah. of person well, that I mean, needs you can videos. Tell by the number, yeah, you can tell by the number of times the video has been viewed. You know, the ones getting it under the wheel under them when they're already sitting in the wheelchair, holding it back up, obviously those are popular, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, our, like I said, our research and development comes from our customers. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's the right way to do it. They're, well, cause that's the they're... community that's using it, you know, that's the demographic. Right. So to have that like uh, feedback from them and stuff too, I think is a uh, huge. So, um, which is great. So you mentioned all wheels up, right? Um, tell us a little bit about your, your partnership with them, like what you do with all wheels up and who, and who they are, what they're doing. Right. So All Wheels Up is um, a grassroots organization, nonprofit, um, that is trying to um, get a wheelchair spot on airplanes, uh, you know, similar to what you would have on a, on a you know, bus or a train, you know, a, a place where a wheelchair could lock down and the person could ride in their wheelchair on the airplane. And so the woman who started it is um, Michelle Irwin, um, and she has a son with a disability, and she's, you know, they they want to travel as a family by air, and so she's just done a remarkable um, organizational effort. Um, she's networked with various airlines and airplane manufacturers and restraint systems, and um, she does fundraising. It's just it's just an incredible organization. And so, anyway, um, I was invited to be on the board of directors to help her with um, advising about cabin safety um, and why some of the concepts, uh, what needs to be considered in terms of what the FAA might say or, you know, what might happen in an evacuation. And, um, you know, so, so I help out with that. And we've made a couple trips to Washington to talk to various um, uh, congressional representatives and, and um, their staff. Um, we're, we're trying to get the 1977 study updated in this way. And um, so sort of all of our uh, political activism between our two organizations has kind of fallen together under the all wheels up um, umbrella. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think we're and we're at a time right now where it seems to be a, another little shift in advocacy and in disabilities um, where I can see it, you know, just even with school and stuff where there just seems to be a shift where the conversations changed. And instead of it being where, oh, there's just not enough people for it to make a difference or there's where to be like, oh, this is a, you know, this isn't a minority group to the point where it's not, it doesn't matter enough to, to adjust things around it, which is a joke because it clearly, you know, a lot of our country and world are affected by this, you know, by special needs or disabilities on whatever level that is. Um, well, and I think, you know, back in 1977, there weren't as many people with disabilities traveling. Yes. And now they're able to li- live much more um, healthy lives, much, you know, much more mobile lives. There are a lot more uh, technological advances and gadgets and all kinds of things to make travel really comfortable you know yeah and the one thing that has been sort of a you know uh roadblock to being really fully travel accessible is airline travel yeah you know there's a huge worry about um wheelchairs being damaged in the cargo hold and um you know that's a huge concern and you know of course airlines have to report on that now but the airlines themselves have become very much more receptive to these ideas yeah and and now is the time you know um it's um accessibility and inclusion is a huge topic lately yeah Um, 
you know, and, and I think airlines are starting to realize that, uh, you know, in hotels too, it's not just airlines, yeah. but, um, you know, any place where amusement parks, arenas, you know, wherever they're starting to realize people with disabilities are mobile. They have money. They want to travel. They want to enjoy life and see the things that everybody else is able to see without roadblocks. Yes. Right. Well, I and, think that's the key money. I mean, it sounds crazy, but the reality is we're a consumerism, a consumer, you know, society where the thing that's going to speak the most to a large corporation yeah. or something like that is how is this going to affect their bottom line? How can they make more money doing something? And, it, you know, I, all the time, I mean, there's a reason why Disneyland, Disney World, their accommodations are so great. They understand that right. a core group of their customer base is looking for this inclusion. Yep. And right. so if everyone thought that way and realized how it can only benefit them. Even if, if that's the way we have to get it out there, yeah. like, you know, obviously it's more of a moral issue, but if whatever, like if I'm going to talk to you about money and that's, what's going to get you to make the change, let's make the change. Right. Well, you know, what's also interesting about this topic is that in any given moment, any one of us could become a member of the disability community. Exactly. And, you know, the people making the decisions and the corporate decisions, either they or a family member could become a member of the disability community. And that's when all of a sudden they're going to get religion and realize, you know, why have we neglected yeah. this? Yeah. Now this matters to them. Yeah, now it matters to me because it affects me directly. And I right. think that's what we need to. Well, what we're seeing is we we're kind of moving towards a more empathetic society um, because you do have, you know, social media media can be taken as it wants to be, but you're spreading this information. You're spreading the, the idea that there are people out there that need this help. They need these kinds of things. And you can't deny it because here we are fully, well, here I am a fully able-bodied person who gets to enjoy these things. Yeah. But it's right. that I want, everybody wants good quality of life. Um, so I think it's kind of where now compassion comes Everybody in. deserves good quality Absolutely. of life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now you, anybody can be empathetic towards that. And so to see that and be like, yep, of course, absolutely. Well, that's like the positive and the negative of social media. Like the negative side is that everything is right there and people just say whatever they want to say and it's on their mind. But at the same time, people are spending so much time on social media. Sometimes they're looking for the positive. They're looking for what else can be done. They're, you see all the, I see all the time, somebody for everybody for their birthday. I'm raising money for this. I'm raising money for this. Yeah. Like yeah. People, and they're raising money. People are, instead of, you know, we're at 30 something years old. No one's buying me a gift for my birthday. Like, but if I put something up that says for my birthday, I'm looking to raise funds for X, Y, or Z. People are more interested in giving because I feel like it's on social media where giving, it's so easy to just click 10 bucks here. Yeah. We're just in a society right now where if something instant gratification and I mean, I know it sounds more terrible, but like something more instant gratification makes us feel good. feels like we helped society in a way we're more willing to do it just because it's right in your face on social media. Yeah. Giving right, is right. good. Yeah. Giving is good. But I think, so. you know, it, and, it, and when you see a bunch of negative on social media, you're like looking for something positive. Yeah. You know, that's the beauty of working in the disability community is it's, there's a lot of positives. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, you don't get a lot of negative um, feedback about, um, at least, you know, we haven't gotten a lot of negative feedback at all about our mission or, um, like who doesn't support people being able to, to travel and not have their wheelchair wrecked and, yeah. you know, um, enjoy, you know, all the, all the places any able person can enjoy, you know, I don't know, but her name is probably Karen. <laughs> he said her name is probably Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Those Karens out there. Listen, we've all been a Karen. That was a joke. Point. I do apologize to all my Karen friends out there. We love you. Okay. I got some Karens. Oh, you're yeah. funny. Yeah. So, Robin, what we like to ask all of our guests uh -huh. is if you had 30 seconds to speak to our community, what advice would you give them? Oh, yes. I thought about this before. Good. Um, my advice would be. Assess your evacuation plan. You never know when you're going to have an emergency happen. 
Um, we all need an evacuation plan. Everybody does. Whether, you know, whatever natural disaster you get in Boston, I don't know, blizzards and hurricanes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, California, it's wildfires and earthquakes, you know. Everybody needs an evacuation plan, and people with disabilities may need something uh, beyond just what the you know rest of us have. Um, if, if you need help getting out, you've, you've got to have the ducks in a row before the emergency happens. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's so funny. Like, you know, we teach children from kindergarten or preschool. Stop, drop, roll. Yeah. How do you get out of the house? Don't touch the handle check the windows. I mean, we're teaching these fire safety rules from preschool. I mean, from as soon as they can comprehend what it means. And then we right. talk about it on every commercial. It's on commercials. It's on TV. What to do if there's a fire? How do you get out of your home? What's your safety evacuation? I mean, I remember when our kids were little, it was like, okay, where are we meeting? If you ever had a fire and you get out of the house, oh, yeah. where are we meeting? Yeah. And what are your safety words? If a stranger, like you're, you're teaching these emergency things to children at a very young age. Why wouldn't we be thinking about what would happen if in other situations as well? It, right. It should just be taught. It should just be a thing to have. Absolutely. And I, you know, I just think that um, none of us really, you know, emergencies happen. You don't want to think about it, but you don't want to be stuck when it happens without a plan. Yes. And um so that's that's the main thing. We have a we have a resources tab. You might have found it on our website. And Miss um, Wheelchair California from 2018, Christina Jackson is our spokesperson. Um, strangely enough, when I met her, uh, it was at an event up in Sacramento that the California Highway Patrol puts on, and she came up to our booth and said, "Oh my gosh, I wish I'd have had this a week ago because I needed to be evacuated out of my apartment. Oh no, because it was fire." And um, and I said, oh, well, you be our spokesperson. And that's how that all. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, and that's a perfect example awesome. is that, you know, we're, we're talking about what would happen on an airplane. But there are tiny, quote unquote, emergencies that happen on a regular basis that oh, yeah. me and you might just think, oh, and if this happened, I would just go this way or I would leave this way. And there's a right. fire drill at, you know, my work and I just walk out and oh, no, I forgot my jacket. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. I forgot my purse. But. It's, for some people, it's a larger issue, even if it's a small thing, like there's a fire drill. How am I getting out of this building at two in the morning? Well, it's funny because they I was just over at um, uh, my clinic building. I had hand surgery three days ago. Anyway, while I was waiting in the uh, waiting room to go in, there was a sign up above that said had a wheelchair logo and it said uh, area of refuge. Oh, and it was in front of where the, the um, elevators are. And it got me thinking, we, we call our campaign the Why Wait campaign, hashtag Why Wait, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when hashtag minutes matter. And what people who use wheelchairs are told, you know, on, on, an, on a high floor is to go to the um, area of refuge and wait on first responders to come to you. So everyone's out of the building. You're just waiting for someone to come in. Well, and my answer is why wait when you have adapts, the people in the waiting room, me, the lady behind the desk, the, you know, whatever, we can get them on it, grab a handle and go down the stairs with them. Yes. Um, Oh, yeah. You'll now you'll start to notice, you know, in a parking garage, you know, there'll be uh, a sign saying, you know, this is where you wait uh, for first responders if you use a wheelchair. Well, not to mention, like, imagine just being like in that situation and oh sorry we'll catch you later like bye have a just have a seat here we'll catch a well, when someone shows up running down the stairs and leaving somebody in a wheelchair at the top of the stairs no. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine that's what i'm saying you couldn't i'd figure and out a way to, yeah. to help them you'd have you'd be like well how can i help this person like you and you're wasting minutes so this would be my chance to show there i got what go. it takes but you're <laughs> wasting yeah, exactly <laughs> you're wasting minutes like you said it's you're wasting minutes just figuring out a plan at that moment when your brain's not even working right yeah. versus we've got a plan let's just do it yeah yeah that's fantastic so what are you working on next i know things are probably a little bit different right now with covid but um yeah. what is adapts working on what is it you're working on what's coming uh, next well my big shift now is since the abilities expos are canceled um 
uh, or postponed. Um, I'm working on shifting as much as I can over to social media and online marketing and um, getting involved with um, various like organizations like SCORE and some other. They help advise um, small businesses with, you know, mm-hmm. there's some COVID topics right now, how to adjust your sort of your marketing plan and so on. So that's that's the main thing. And um, the Abilities Expos, they just finished hosting a virtual Abilities Expo. Yes, that's great. Um, yeah, which was really interesting. We participated in that. And the Northeast, you may know about this, but the Northeast... Um, um, Cerebral Palsy Foundation um, is hosting a virtual expo in October. So we'll be participating in that. Nice. Um, and um, so we're just kind of open to hearing, you know, other ways of getting the awareness out and the marketing out. Um, you know, we'd love to be talking to the airlines right now, but, you know, with the way they've cut back on flights and so on, and they're yeah. just in survival mode. It's, yeah. You know, that's kind of on the back burner for a while, I'm sure. But uh, but in the meantime, there's there's still natural disasters happening and there's still a reason to have a an emergency plan. And and um, so that doesn't stop. You know, we, we have a, a product that it's best if it's demoed and people can try it themselves right. or watch it on video somehow. So um, so reading about it, for example, or seeing an ad in a magazine or a story in a magazine doesn't really resonate with people as much as an actual uh, video, like a good visual. Right. Yeah. Well, I will say that's exactly, I think what caught our attention when we were at the abilities expo is literally yeah. I was in one corner and Eddie was in another and called me over to be like, you have to watch them this? use this. They're using it right now. Like watch how they use this. Like it yeah. was because it is, it's just not something you've seen before. And it's just, you watch it and you're like, Oh my gosh, why have we not seen this before? Yeah, like we yeah we got to tell people about. It. We were well, like we telling should, everyone we knew. We we'll like, buy oh, one and make a testimonial video, and then we well. send it off to you Done. guys, and then you kind of yeah, have like that little fun, so well in fun little thing. Done. We'll grab one yeah. for sure. I mean, I would grab one anyways, just because we have friends. Bring it to Boston. We'll take a trip out to Boston. We'll bring show. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I get excited. <laughs> but we, we have we have friends. Oh, your enthusiasm. Clap my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just like jump right in, but it's like. But we have friends who, I mean, I would have one just to have in my house because we have friends who might need it in an emergency or we're with somebody. Like, I just think that's something you just, like, we put, I put, you know, emergency roadside kit in my trunk. It's something my dad always taught me to have. This would be the same. Why wouldn't you just throw this in your trunk and have it with you in case you needed it? I don't care if I'm on the roadside. You see Eddie's favorite thing to do, not favorite thing to do, but... Every time we're driving, if someone's pulled over to the side of the road and they got a flat tire, they have an emergency. He's like, I got to stop. I got to stop and help them. Are you okay? I'm like, you guys, you got tools? <laughs> okay, I got tools in the back. I'm here. Let me pull over. I'll help you out. But I think like, you know, what if we drove by someone that was, you know, in a position that they needed help and we've got this in our trunk. I just think it. this isn't something that you need just because you have a disability. You just should have it right. in hand in case you run into a situation where... You can be helped. well, and to that point, we had customers come up and say, "Hey, I want to buy two. I want one for the car, yes, and then one for the house, and you know, um, exactly what you described." So we create created a buy two coupon, so you get twenty five dollars off if you buy two. Nice, because our customers asked for that. Yeah. So you know, or a gift. We, I feel like it's even like a yeah. great. I mean, as a gift, like I feel like I know families that just like wouldn't think to purchase this for themselves and just be like, yeah. "Oh, I think this wouldn't be helpful to you. I know you're struggling." Or I think that, you know, you could utilize this. I just think. I bought you your first one. You can go buy your second one. You know, <laughs> Here's yeah. Like <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I think um, that's great. So where can everyone, where can everyone find you? So we are uh, online. Um, our website is adapts, A-D-A-P-T-S dot org org perfect um and uh don't be confused with dot com because that won't get you there so it's adapts.org 
And we have several tabs. We have a gallery that shows pictures of people using it. And we have um, reviews, people that have used it and given us a little quote. And um, and we have a shop page. And, uh, you know, then we have the page about our story. And we have FAQs, tons and tons of FAQs. Because, of course, every time someone comes to our booth and asks a question, we add it to the FAQ. That's great. Um, That's awesome. And you're on social media. Right? I saw you're on Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram and we're on Twitter as adapts underscore team. And we're on Facebook as adapts.org. Perfect. And we're on LinkedIn as adapts. And uh, what have I left out? Um, YouTube as adapts. Nice. You guys are everywhere. So you you can't, everyone can find you. Right. Yeah. It's not hard. Um, you can even if you Google portable transfer slang, I think we were the first hit that comes up. That's so. good. Well, that's good. But that so. also says that there isn't enough resources out there. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. And we're we're looking into um, as part of the shift, you know, now that we um, aren't doing the abilities expos, um, we're looking into some uh, like a home medical equipment. Yep. Uh, sites, you know, to to put it up on. People have said, "Oh, go to Amazon," but no, you know, it's a lot I, of work. Yeah, it's. It, I'd rather go to places that are specific for um, products that the disability community is going to be using. Well, I think like you know, every time we are looking for something, the first place I look is like our local durable medical equipment store. Right. You know, and that's the first place I go. And then I'm like, can you get me this? Because usually they don't have it in store. I'm like, can you get me this? I'm looking for something like this. And then, you know, we're both both me and the store are researching what we can find. So and some, you know, we have stores here that you could just have this on the shelf. Yeah, that's exactly what we're looking for um, to get it out there for distribution. Um, Because those are also mom and pop and small businesses a lot of times, you know, and we really want to try to support the, the, as much as we want people to support us as a small business, especially during COVID, you know, hoping all these little small businesses make it through this, this whole pandemic phase. Um, You know, we, we like to try to do the same thing. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to meet with us, especially through all our ups and downs with <laughs> having to reschedule and everything. We really appreciate it and your yeah, time. And it's been really fun. And, you know, I've got nothing but time. So <laughs> us too. We're just hanging out. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please make sure you share with a friend and leave a review. You can find all the resources mentioned in this episode on our Facebook or Instagram on at special about special. Thanks again. And we'll see you soon.